interesting. Oh yeah, this is for that final <laughs> season. That was three episodes long. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, there's supposed to be five, but they shortened it to three, and so they cut out a lot of the concepts that they were going to want to do, but it was bringing the headmasters and target masters into the mix. It's basically the same, but the animation looks amazing. It looks really good. Welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute -minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is your episode 54, and what that means is we're going to cover the 53rd 01 minute to the 54th minute. And I am uh, your host, Aaron, and joining me are two men who, like me, are proud to be the hosts of, I don't know, the 167th most popular top-rated Transformers podcast mm. on iTunes. Yes, did you did you count them down down to ours? <laughs> I can't because at this point on iTunes we're not even in okay. they're not even oh, on the God. screen. Well, <laughs> what are you I'm not going to go into it like I was wanting to go into it. No, you should. Don't. But but it is disappointing. If anybody out there knows why uh, how, to optimize, uh, how to optimize how to optimize us better for iTunes, I'm I'm an open open ears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, who are you? Uh, I'm uh, Ryan. Hi, <laughs> and I'm Caleb, and I and I'm happy to. I mean, I mean, obviously, it would be better if our SEO was improved, but yeah, it doesn't bother me that I'm much. Happy I'm happy to be here. the only reason. I'm happy to be that. here. You, hear, I'm, just let me say that I, I just love you guys, and I'm happy to be here with you guys. I know we haven't been together in a while, sexually or <laughs> in a room, sexually. But, and I'm not gonna. I'm not doing the rant I had written out, but. It just makes me mad because it feels like the goalpost move, and I know yeah. it's on me to it's on us to stay on top of the tech or whatever it is to to be smart enough to do it. But why are the goalposts moving anyway? All right. So God, that's cripplingly boring. Okay, last episode is it, recap. Is it worth it? Let me search it. <laughs> me, Wait, what are you gonna have to do? Like put your thing down? Uh, yeah, flip it and reverse it. Uh, I think that's the key. I think that's what we need to do. It all comes down to Missy Elliott. Yeah. Like her, I can't stand the rain. No, which technically that isn't even Missy Elliott. That's not a Missy Elliott reference. Who did that song? Did she redo it? Well, that yeah, that's a, I can't stand the rain. It's like an old disco song. Really? It's raining men. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, well, where are your weather girls? There you go. <laughs> Let's steer this back to all the <laughs> We're back. We're back, baby. Yeah. Uh, last episode recap: Cup and Hot Rod are thrown into a cell with some slaughtered Gundam characters. Mm-hmm. We finally learn who the Quintessons and Unicron are, and Kranix is pulled from prison to stand trial. Will it go as well for him as it did for Sam Jackson's character in A Time to Kill? I can't believe this is... Actually, this is hilarious, because West and I were talking about this movie today, because she said, uh, or one of us said, um, 
yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. And then neither one of us could remember what movie that's from, and so we had to look it up, and it's from A Time to Kill, and then we said we should watch that movie. That's the line that was repeated in every advertisement for that movie. I feel like that was like 1997, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you had Ashley Judd, a pre-powerhouse Ashley Judd, a pre-powerhouse even Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. There was really no star power in that Hey, movie. racism. <laughs> <laughs> so what is one of the sweatiest movies ever, oh, by yeah. the way. They're like in the it's South. set in Mississippi. It's just, it's just a, it's just a um, very I, fine mist, all of it. And then we talked about how crazy it is that Mississippi still has the rebel flag on their flag. Oh, they their still state, do? They're the their one? Their state flag, the one. Holding strong. The one holdout. And um, the, protecting those beautiful statues. Yeah. Oh boy, this got political. <laughs> I was just gonna. Are we on ten yet? I was. I was just gonna say I can't stand the rain. Tina Turner. That oh. was Tina Turner. Yes. Okay. What year? Uh, it was from her private dancer album. I love that song. Okay, so eighties, early eighties, mid eighties. Yeah, we're looking at nineteen eighty four. Okay, gotcha. Yep. So yep. shortly before this movie, sampled by yeah. Missy Elliott. That's right. Okay. Awesome. We open at the beginning of Cranix's trial. Mm-hmm. We know a verdict has been reached, but we don't know what it is yet. The prosecutor asks the judge, guilty or innocent. And Cranix uh, knows what's up. He says, you know, at this point he's pretty, he's, yeah, he's angry. Sure. Spare just, him this much. Spare me just I mean, he's had a rough fucking, what, has this been a day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's landed Maybe a couple. Uh, couple maybe. Yeah, okay, so Autobot City happened, so it's been at least two days. Right, right, right. And uh, so spare me this mockery of justice. The prosecutor repeats the question. The Quintesson's death face is then revealed, mm-hmm. which I believe it was already revealed I think to it, us. I think it was revealed in the movie. They make a big already. deal out of it in the scripts, but I think we've already seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, innocent. Which is weird, because, like, you know, talking about the scripts and talking about the movie, this is one place, p- part where I think the movie actually fucks up a little bit, because they kind of, um, they we've already seen Arbalus, or the, the character design for Arbalus, get killed by the shark decons. I think it takes a little bit away from this moment. Yeah. They should have just dumped that, like it is in the script, and this mm-hmm. is the first time we see an execution. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you looking at me? Sorry, no. It was a look like where I have I didn't pay attention for about ten or fifteen <laughs> seconds, and I'm looking like I'm really engaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just zoned out as like Homer Simpson, where one eyeball goes in a different direction. Yeah. Okay. This scene is actually immortalized in one of my favorite ripped T-shirts oh. that came out. Quintessos. Oh yes, I remember. Now with five flavors of darkness. Spare me this mockery of breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and Hotrod says, "I have nothing but contempt for this crunch." That's really good. A free it's verdict great. in every yeah. box. It's great. Yeah, that is uh, that is the excellent. ripped T-shirts are good. We should do some of those. <laughs> yeah, we. I think I feel like we have the ability. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that. Uh, well, that that shock or Spock wave that I made. That, right. Uh, yeah. Put it. That one that, is. A, that would be a great. That, I thought that was pretty actually. cool. Um, I also like this one, uh, Unicrunch. It's I like the other one better. Okay, well you see what the fuck is I going on. It. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, it's still cool looking. It's not quite as witty to me as the other one. But no, uh, yeah, this one's it's still cool. good. The design's really good. I really turning like pop culture into cereal boxes is actually a pretty common trope on the old RippedTees.com. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was uh, not that this is a direct connection. But uh, oh well. 
West and I started watching um, uh, old TV logos today, like um, like that come up before like uh, a show starts, like Viacom, mm-hmm. or yeah, and we, FHE was in there, Family Home Entertainment, which started and ended the Transformers and, and Ninja Turtles, um, and like we were watching them from the 70s, and specifically the YouTube thing I think we searched for was scary logos, and it's just like ones that are fucked up and weird, and I was watching them, I'm like, I love those 70s logos, and I'm like, we should make a logo like that there's one on there that almost was like it it could have we could have just put ours in there because it was three letters like we could just apdc mm-hmm. and it was oh man yeah it was like i think maybe we should design one. remember the one with a guy and this was like an outro logo the guy's sitting in a typewriter he's like and he rips the paper out and it flips around and turns there's a youtube and we should watch this at some point that you watch youtube of that logo evolving yeah time it's cool i've seen that um, and I can't remember who that, what that is, but that's a very like that production that company was a did one. tons of work. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, got there's. I'd be really curious to see. You know, a lot of those, were, most of those were created before digital. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would a lot like of them to were see, painted, Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so I'd, I'd really like to see. They had to be really clean with that shit, and mm-hmm. I'd like to really see like. Well, it was just even graphic graphic design in general before yeah. digital was. You know, I mean, they are. It's craftsmen, right? right? I mean, exactly. it was a real. It just it looked had like, a lot to do with photography and photography tricks and transparencies and. And while I was like yeah, that. while I was watching, I'm just like, man, that seems like it'd be a really cool job to have in the '70s mm-hmm. is making those bumpers and stuff. Um, did they? I've, I don't remember. I've seen a, a, a some kind of thing about MGM Grand. Where they, you know, they do the depth. You know how you do that depth animation? Mm-hmm. The Disney. They did some of that for the MGM Grand. And they used a real lion. And I can't remember if that was a real or fake thing. Where they, I don't know what you're talking about. You know the MGM, like the, oh, lion okay. roaring yeah. lion. Where they had a real lion in the studio mm-hmm. positioned with, blocked out with all the different graphics. I mean, so I they think they would have had to have done that, yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they figured it out. So, so let's do that. <laughs> Sorry. Let's get a lion. And so Kranix is deemed innocent and he steps back, a look of horror on his face. It's as if he knows what's about to happen. I mean, he has a window into it that arena. Like, it feels like, you know, how long have they kept him here? I mean, I guess At he, least he, he could have been here more than like six hours by the timeline of this movie. But the he steps back, the plank drops. Uh, Kranix falls into the pit below. We see some mm-hmm. 25 plus Sharktacons waiting, drooling. He screams as he falls. He delivers a 10 point splash into the Energon <laughs> water. Down down and, and that's but we're, it's at 5322, and he splashes into the water. And this is another aspect where I think it weakens what's about to happen, actually, by having Arbalus in the previous uh, min, or previous couple minutes mm-hmm. where he gets attacked by the Sharktacons. Because here, they wait until Kranix pops out of the water right. for the Sharktacons to dive on him, which becomes important later. When Hot Rod and Cup have their dealing spoilers with the Sharktacons. Do you want to let's let's remake this movie? We'll sell it and market it. We'll call it the Jet Cut, mm-hmm. and the only difference will be that that first death scene was taken out. That seems legal. The Jet. I edition. can probably I can probably <laughs> sell that to the production company. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, that's just it, it's something that comes back later that doesn't make sense if we see that first Arbalest death scene really. Do you? 
the Sharktacons don't look like sharks at all. That annoys me for some reason. You've mentioned this before. They've got uh, fins on the back of their they, and they circle those. They fins look around more like coelacans. I would call them. I would call them piranacons. I mean, yeah, they look I more like piranha. No, I say that with no joke. I, that seems to make more sense. I'm glad you aren't joking because I'm serious. No, as listen, fuck. I am not joking about <laughs> this. You better not joke about no. this. They are. I seriously. This isn't even something to piranha- take lightly. Nope, not at all. Piranacons, <laughs> legitimately serious, <laughs> right now. Let's design. Hey, Piranacons. Piranha <laughs> right. We don't need to design them, Ryan. They've already been I designed, guess that's true. and they're on the screen I... right now. Here's the problem with that, though. There is a transformer called Piranacon. It is the combined oh, really? combined God form. Is the combined <laughs> form of all the Seacons. <laughs> There's six Seacons, and they form Piranacon, or as he was known in other markets that were not the Seacon United States. Stands for Cock sucking what? for getting in the way of my idea. King Poseidon. Cock blocking. <laughs> King Poseidon. <laughs> they shouldn't have called him cock blocking. So uh, I, I like this part right here. I do too. Hot Rod and mm-hmm. Cup are staring down on the scene from their prison window. Their mouths are agape in shock. Hot Rod is so affected he's shaking, which I, I don't like know if that's. I don't know he's like, if that's an animation how, error. No, no, no. Or no, if it like it is it's, it's, it's performed error. to great effect. Yeah, to a, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his hand shakes. And I think, yeah, that's meant to show frustration. Performed to great yes. effect. I should have said executed since it's not really a performance. <laughs> but <laughs> drawing it live is very hard on the animator's <laughs> wrists. That's right. So, and, and the other thing, as I think about this, that uh, takes away the another reason they should never have had that first death scene, which I have no explanation for why that death scene exists, because I don't think in. it's in the script. It's not. And it's not in your script. I nope. don't think it's in mine either. But he says earlier in the movie, after, after that death scene, he cracks a joke. He says, we've got to get a new, new travel, travel agent. agent. So he, t- he saw all that and took it lightly, and now he's acting well, like it's the most disturbing thing he's I ever seen in his life. I do you have to show that first death to understand the innocent ver- ver- verdict thing. I don't think so. You, why do you have to? Why showing it? Why does showing it twice matter? Because if you show it once and they, because I think if you show it once and it's innocent, and the guy gets tanked, I don't think. I think it can be confusing. I don't agree. <laughs> no more than seeing it one additional time. Yeah. I don't know if I do either, but the, I mean, and maybe that's what they thought. Maybe. That may have been the justification. Or but maybe they me, just doesn't... needed something for them to be, or maybe they just needed something for them to be doing while they were being marched through the maybe. building. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I think you could have cut straight from him saying it reminds me of the slave mines to just throwing him in the cell. But mm-hmm. and plus they brought Arbalus back into the equation. Mm-hmm. What's it? It's real. It does seem like tagged on like a producer's note or something. Do you think that Cup might have some sort of device in his crotch cavity <laughs> that could help them escape mm-hmm. from their cell? It doesn't matter because they're not going to use it. No. Well, no. Obviously not. <laughs> he certainly doesn't have does, an energon. He doesn't Hot Rod right. have guns connected to his arms? <laughs> yeah. That, that's an excellent point. Let's not get into that. that yeah, let's not. <laughs> it has the capability. You're going to a place you don't want to no, go. Okay. Yeah, that's going to open a whole can of worms. <laughs> I, I was. This is like tangential, but I was reading about uh, Wolverine recently, and like, and originally in the X Men books, up until like 19. I think it was. It was like two years between the time he was introduced and the time they. 
revealed that his claws were not attached to his gloves because mm-hmm. up to that point it had been implied the claws were the gloves because he never retracted them mm-hmm. and um chris claremont changed that because he thought it would be too easy to disarm wolverine otherwise so he made them built into his hands i think it's a good call yeah it's like a good this. call but like that's the whole thing you can't really disarm hot rod no huh unless you, you or i don't, any I don't of, see him I on guess, his arm Maybe i they guess you him could you could literally disarm him that's true uh i mean but, based on the evidence in the cell or Springer, because he has that little thing that pops out of his wrist, that little wrist cannon. Right. right. They took so. they they took my crotch. <laughs> uh, well, in fact, couldn't he suck his hand in, bring out his buzzsaw, cut through these bars, yes. or the welder, and then cut yes. out a tab? These guys could easily escape. <laughs> I guess there's no point because it only it only opens up into the Sharkticon pit. So it's like, where are they going to go? Well, they could go the other way. The, who knows where if the that's, cell came? I, in, where the I cell guess that's true. Was. That's true. They could shoot the Sharkticons. With his arm cannons. With his arm cannons. <laughs> oh, boy. The, 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 the same arm cannons, by the way, that shot an Autobot shuttle out of the sky. <laughs> the arcs, right. yeah. Down to that bitch. Again, what a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> well, uh, like Aaron said. What maybe, a waste of time. What a waste of time. What are we doing? Caleb is hostile this episode. Sorry. I'm drinking a little bit. I'll be okay. I like how every episode one of us has to make an excuse, <laughs> and it's never me. At no, least I don't because I'm a functioning alcoholic, are, so my we, tolerance is crazy no, high. We don't have the kind of uh, the discipline that you do have when it comes to. Hey, uh, if you're going to be an alcoholic, you have to pace yourself and make sure yes. you are never seen as out of yes, control sir. in front of other people, because then you get right. interventions. Right, like no, when we, he took off we, his clothes we, on. We, <laughs> we can't be cool and walk around walk around with a big split in our pants like you did this evening. <laughs> I don't know if that'll even have come out yet, but yeah. I thought we'll put that story in there. Uh, yeah, well, that's true, and I did get naked. Uh, that was pretty what? drunk that night. Whenever, no, hot. not today, but were you there at the? You were Aaron there at was the saying hot oh, night. Whenever right. I got naked. Cut, oh yeah, Ben was here. Yeah, it was before. I was here. It was yeah. before the Ben episode. Whenever we, uh, the Aaron was like leaned over to you, Caleb, and, and at some point was like, I don't think we're ever going to see West again. <laughs> and I, I defended you. I was like, Nah, she's at this. She knows. She knows. I said, Look at her. She's still here at this point. She's cool. Yeah, <laughs> she knew. That's a recap too. A hot tub party we had with a handful of friends, and Ryan took all his clothes off which for a you, while. Which you would think, I mean, I guess, like <laughs> you say, hot tub party, you expect that kind of thing to happen, but not really. No. Not in your forties. Not when you're in our no. group of friends. Not in your forties, and, and not in the seventies when it's a key party. <laughs> Incidentally, I'm sorry. Did the, this is another tangent, but we watched The Grinch That Stole Christmas recently. There's a key party scene in that movie. There's one of the you can see through the window. There, the Who's are having a party, and they're putting keys into a fishbowl. Are you sure it's not like a really? uh, like really? a don't drive drunk? I'm giving up my keys. No, because that's not what the. Oh, key... it's definitely a group sex thing. It okay, is de- right. the way they're acting. It is definitely they're gonna have an orgy. All right, By the way, if, listeners, if you don't know what a key party no, is, key don't party, Google it at work. Is a key party technically an orgy? It, but no, it's a like key a party. It's like a swingers thing because yeah. you, you reach in and you pull out somebody's keys and whoever's keys they are, you go off with them and bang. Right. That's we we all me, the three of us are very familiar. Yeah, with we that. all know. Yeah, we do that all the time. That was what did we did after the roast. That's right. My wife wasn't here. I know, thank God. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know where this is going. That shot could have been a couple, across so a couple sorry. of bows. Yeah, sorry, dude. Okay, uh, so let's, let's, uh, hey, hold on, f- cut that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> nope. God damn it! Cut it out. Okay, I'm sorry. Big. Deal. <laughs> I love how when we do space work on an audio medium. <laughs> so, okay, uh, there's a fade out, mm-hmm. and we fade in. 
to oh, swoop. Thank God we're back to the Dinobots, who yeah, are definitely we get not a really stupid good, in this we, movie. We get a really good uh, 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 view of uh, uh, Contessa, which mm-hmm. looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. they've got a. I never didn't notice this. They've got rings, oh, kind of. Yeah, because it has stuff ring, yeah. everywhere. It's a every time all the 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 paintings of Contessa are great. It seems to be a big goddamn planet. I mean, maybe some might say one sixth the one size of Unicron. Oh, yes, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but and I yeah, I love the background. You can kind of see buildings and I guess cityscapes. But uh, so I assumed this was a cityscape, but it's actually a jungle-scape, by yeah, the way, as we'll it's learn like an or- in the devi- deviation scenes. Yes, okay. But um, hey, we didn't realize up until now that the Dinobots are all okay. Right. We thought yeah. they might have crashed and died, but nope. Swoop is. Uh, Sweeping. He's kind of scoured the area. Doing he, some recon. He stops and lands. and uh, he, There's no Snarl. Snarl's no still snarl. not here. Yeah, what's up with that? And, uh, and uh, he, sa- he sees nothing. The, the, when we go back to looking at Quintessa overhead, it reminds me of graffiti art in a way. Mm-hmm. The way that uh, like when you see letters and the way they're all intertwined Bindi. together. Yeah. yeah, like it feels very graffiti inspired. Tag art. Ta- if you will. So at any rate, after uh, Swoop makes his pronouncement, Grimlock for some reason feels like he needs to let everybody know that he thinks he's sure Hot Rod and Cup are close by. Well, that's the whole thing. If you're a leader, you got to project leadership and confidence all the time. That's right. Dumb confidence. Mm-hmm. He wants to move forward. <laughs> Slag, however, has a different position in that he feels as though Grimlock is full of beryllium Beryllia baloney. And they argue some kind of spiked pitfall opens now, up. I will say two things. One, this trap is hilarious because it only functions <laughs> on the path. if you're definitely not looking where you're right. going. It's right there. The right. And, and also that means that Swoop somehow negotiated that. It opened up after he crossed over uh, it. Okay. Uh, but it's very stupid. But like, I did look up beryllium because uh, he says beryllium baloney. I've got a whole thing on okay, this Okay, well you this go. This is awesome. No, no, hang on. No, well, well. I, I just have a little bit of like uh, beryllium, bologna, beryllium, which is B-E on the periodic mm-hmm. table of elements. Number four. Number four with a bullet. It is relatively rare. Uh, very low x-ray absorption, uh, which is why it's used in radiation windows and x-ray tubes. And uh, also... Uh, added a copper to make it because it's very strong and hard and does not cause sparks. Wow, you got facts that I don't have. For example, beryllium is strong and light. Mm-hmm. It's used to make cell phones, okay. missiles, and aircrafts. And you probably wouldn't want baloney made from it as it is highly toxic. It is a major carcinogen, and those who work with it have an extremely high probability, much higher than the normal people, of getting lung cancer. Mm-hmm, yes, okay. if, it's, if, it's, uh, if it's aspirated. Yeah, And uh, I mean, so light and strong, why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so uh, they continue to argue. Uh, Grimlock... Uh, pop slag in the face with his tail. I had to go plonk, back and forth on this. Knocking him to the slide, side, slide, knocking him to the side of the trap, over on his back, mm-hmm. and he, he lets him know that he feels like uh, he's full of that cesium salami. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get into the argument. Oh, slag gets in one more dig, beryllium baloney, and that's where the minute ends. Ryan Jet, uh, I. Looked up beryllium facts. I assume you have cesium. I facts. did look up cesium. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. All right. I love this. You want to? You go first. This I'm time. loving oh, this. Okay. I'm well, loving hopefully, this so I right hopefully you have things I don't have. Welcome to Element Talk. I love uh, it. So, I wrote 550. I assume it's 55, 55 on the periodic table. That's a typo. I've been typing with a wrist guard. We don't need to get into that. 
<laughs> a rare shiny white metal with a brilliant blue lines it's kind of veined inside of it. it comes like from the Latin cesius, meaning blue sky. It's the softest metal with a consistency of wax at room temperature. In fact, it would melt in your hands, Caleb. Absolutely. So if you were to hold this. I have a question. For our key party, <laughs> are you going to pull out the uh, cesium key? Cesium salami. The veiny, the veiny, blue veins, blue veins, mm. what is it? It melts. Well, that hands. would be unfortunate because it has a melting point of eighty-three point three degrees. And <laughs> it never gets hard. Oh so. no! <laughs> also unfortunate because it ignites spontaneously in air. Right, right. So yeah, it it uh, if you held it in your hand, it it's very reactive to moisture, it, and it, it could explode in your hand like if wow. you had a drip of sweat or any moisture. Mm-hmm. One of four metals that are liquid at uh, room temperature. Can you guys name those other metals? Mercury. The good one. Um, I can't remember the name. I, I know that they're... Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Gallium and That's francium. That's the one I was thinking of. Nope. They are easy ones to know. Nope. Gallium's and fun. Cesium atoms are used as oscillators in atomic clocks. It is the most uh, reactive of all the metals. Okay. All right. Damn. So, so now, bad for spiced meat. Nah, not a good idea. Speaking of spiced meat, uh, Ryan, I mean, you, you did... That's the, my porn name. You did, <laughs> I like that porn <laughs> name. cesium salami. <laughs> the, uh, the, you, you, as I did some uh, beryllium and cesium facts, I also have bologna facts. Oh, I don't have I, those. <laughs> Although I, I did make uh, fried bologna sandwiches for us the other night that... Uh, Stepped up a little bit off the food and wine. Living uh, like the pores. That's right. <laughs> we like to slum. <laughs> I love fried bologna, actually. It is, yeah. it was, it, I mean, it's basically, you're just eating, like, fried hot dogs. <laughs> well, I will say that bologna isn't, I mean, despite our humble, uh, you know, feelings about it, mm-hmm. it's a finely ground sausage, contains cubes of pork fat, originally from the Italian city of bologna, typical seasoning, black pepper, nutmeg, allspice, celery seed. Coriander and myrtle berries. You gotta mm, have the myrtle berries. Hungry. But I'm trying to think. It's actually really a derivative of kind of a fancy Italian sausage. I want a mortadella. Is that it? Like it's essentially the same as that. That sounds delicious. That sounds. I'd like to try some authentic bologna. I do. I do sometimes. Whenever I see bologna in like an uncut like log yeah. form, uh, I do buy it because I actually do have some recipes, especially for parties, that are really good. Like like of a broiled or like baked bologna. Yeah, mortadella is basically I mean, bologna. I'm sure that mortadella experts would uh, dispute that. Oh, we're gonna be, get so many tweets. <laughs> Big question: Does does um, does your bologna have a first name? It's C A E S I U M. Cesium. Okay. There you go. <laughs> we also would Sorry. have accepted B E R Y L L I U R. In fact, that's what we should have accepted. Or I U. October twenty fourth <laughs> is National Bologna Day. Americans eat a hundred million pounds of bologna a year. Wow. Legal standard of identity is basically it has to be so finely ground that there's no visible pieces of fat. Hmm. If you don't do that. You're making something else, motherfucker. <laughs> You're out the door, baby. And let's just round this off with some conversation about salami. It's actually uh, representative of the overall category of cured meats. I actually oh. did not know this. It's not oh. a specific. So all cured meats are essentially salamis. And uh, mm. oh, cured, fermented, and air dried. We'll say that. Let's go through that. So pepperoni is technically a salami. A salami. 
There's evidence that fermented sausage was made in the Mediterranean region more than 2,000 years ago. Oh, the Fertile Crescent. It comes from the Italian salare, meaning to salt. In 2003, this is an interesting story. Okay. I'm listening. Are you guys listening? Yep. Do I have your attention? All ears. Belgian police were baffled when a gang of robbers broke into the Antwerp Diamond Center and stole over $100 million in jewels. The vault, said to be impenetrable, had 10 layers of security, yet staff arrived to find it empty. The police didn't know where to look until a community-spirited resident phoned to report rubbish left on his land, including envelopes, with the Diamond Center's address, a CCTV videotape, and... A half-eaten salami sandwich. <laughs> DNA from the sandwich is used to identify Whoa. the leader of the gang who was caught and sentenced to 10 years mm. in jail. I thought this was going to be like someone robbed a bank with a salami or <laughs> something like that. But in that, a bag? Yeah. Instead yeah, of a yeah. gun? So, yep. All right. Well, Everybody think, get in the you're bag. That, you're that fucking careful, but you'll leave behind a half-eaten bologna sandwich. Uh, you know what? Leave, leave the envelopes. Take the bologna. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> Okay, um, vo- I don't have any voice actors. Ah. We had Swoop talk. <laughs> I, th- I got excited myself because of Swoop, and we hadn't heard from him ever. Mm-hmm. But he's voiced by Michael Bell, That's who right. is also Prowl and Sideswipe. Grimlock, of course. It's Michael Bell, still alive. Yeah. Thank God. So it was Greg Berger. Uh, who Me, voiced, Greg Berger. <laughs> voiced Skyfire. <laughs> I remember that. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. Call back. And then uh, Slag also had vocals in this uh, episode, but he is voiced by Neil Ross, who also voices Springer. So, no, oh. that's a pretty Sorry. different voice. Like that's pretty good. That's like the wheel, like the Chris Lotta Wheeljack Starscream. That's pretty different. It's almost like it's their job. It's like they're they have a talent and they're making a living from it. All right. Like yeah. we're not. Like they're trying really hard <laughs> to be good. Ten thousand hours. Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell. Read a book. NPR. Pretension. So <laughs> Hashtag pretension. We already talked about how the Sharkticons don't look like sharks, so that discussion point is out the window. <laughs> so I think that way. means it's time for... Huh? Squaw! 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 Great. This is Aaron speaking, and I will go first as my script is not going to be as crazy as Ryan's script. And uh, we talked about this last episode in your script, Ryan. And it's funny. My script has notes in it that are kind of like the person who found the script and transcribed it to the internet put in it to like note that they know things are wrong about it. There's little footnotes. <laughs> so my script, this is where my script misspells Cranix as Granix okay. uh, about three or four times. And, and there's little footnotes that are like, it's supposed to be Cranix. I don't know why they did this. So that's awesome that it you have the explanation why. for it. I was just going to say, uh, from the last episode, we remember I mentioned that uh, it's Granix because they were Granite and Marble characters right. in the first uh, draft instead of right. uh, They robots. were stone, a stone race. That's right. If you will. What a lazy switchover. Well, they're uh, not stone anymore. What should we do? Honestly, I think they did that so that they could kill them. Because yeah. if they're organic rock, that is a little closer to like a living thing. Oh, and wow. Well, I just have like, you read that? No, that's okay. just my own theory. I just like the concept that they're they're still like mechanical somehow, like similar to like. I like to think that they're cousins, offshoots, maybe. Somehow. Which back on yeah, that's yeah, like they Im- immigrated. Speaking of, uh, of the rocks that, like, b- back on episode 50, 
one on that on our on our web present on our web page uh i uh, in that picture of my war that i had on the couch with the mm-hmm. toys there are some uh, rock lords in there which I are basically i think they were the gobots oh, yeah they were i think they were gobots yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh in my version of the script uh, the dissolve after Kranix's death is to the team on Junk, not to the Dinobots. Oh. So uh, that's how they planned it originally. But when it does reintroduce the Dinobots, there are all kinds of traps. Not ju- We saw that pit open up, mm-hmm. that spiky pit. But there's all kinds of other traps being sprung all around them, narrowly missing while the Dinobots ignorantly stumble about it. At some point, there's like a Venus fly trap that almost eats Swoop as he's flying about. There's the spiked pit. And then there's also some kind of sword tree that springs into action at some point and just narrowly, like, flops down over on top of them and narrowly misses them. So lots of... uh, Dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous dangerous planet. Yeah, exactly. I'm assuming... Much like the animal-esque life, the plant life maybe is also designed by the Quintessons mm-hmm. for murderous intents. Absolutely. Is that all you had? That's it. All right. Uh, mine is pretty different. Um, in this one, uh, the uh, the Sharktacons, basically, they in their last episode, they took Kranik, or Granik, sorry, out of the cell, as we see it in, in the movie. Uh, but he's uh, thrust into an arena in a fenced ring and handed a long-handled stun stick. Um, which delivers an explosive electrical charge. So essentially, he has a fighting chance. Yeah, what it's this like becomes is it's like gladiatorial sure. as opposed to a Sharktacon pit. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the, the Lee Quintesson says, "Trespasser, hear me. Your punishment is prescribed by Quintesson law: extermination by consumption." And then his face rotates to his f- fifth expression, a death's head. And Cup says, the fifth face! <laughs> mm-hmm. there, there it was. It was a slow build to Yeah, it. and we they, they mentioned it, and then they carried through on yeah, showing it. Well, sure did. The fifth face. The fifth face? And then the shark- I've only seen four. Oh, there it is. He dropped the fifth face. <laughs> and then the Sharktacons, uh, there are four of them that are attacking Kranix. He manages to take out two of them, uh, but then the other two basically uh, attack him. And uh, consume him, and then Cup says, "Not the wind, the in- not the wind, not the end." I'd wish for lad. Uh, and then Hot Rod says, "Then we better figure something out before we're called into the arena." I didn't b- break my transducer to pass cosmic algebra just to wind up as a main course at a Shartacon buffet. Like college or something? Autobot it's college. a convoluted. I, he's young. College joke. He's young. Oh. Uh, the Sharktacons uh, start herding them away. Uh, then we see the castle-like structure where we cut to the Dinobots. And uh, Grimlock says that he thinks that, they, that Cup and Hot Rod are close. And then um, in this one, Sludge is the one who is like... I don't think that's true. And they actually make fun of him. The, the other three make fun of him. Grim, or Slag says, him Grimlock sensitive. Blah, blah, blah. Snickering laugh. Sludge, mmm, sensitive. Uh, shakes head. Swoop. Swoop say tee hee. Swoop say tee hee hee. What? Because Grimlock's like, basically happening? he says, me Grimlock think cup and hot rod close. Me Grimlock sensitive to friends. God. I should have read that before that, but yeah. So in this world, they're super macho and nobody. Yeah, it's quite, and that's uh, that's basically where we'll we'll end up there. All right, no no cesium salon. Oh, I'm sorry. To cap that off, at the end of all that mockery, Sludge says, "Oh, what sensitive mean?" Oh, it's so bad. So there's no salami, no bologna, no traps. Well, not yet. Oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Save it for next time. Okay. All right. So, okay. We get it.
We can. I'm the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know, man. Okay, he just shows up. He says it, and he leaves. I guess is Vanishes. it only around Christmas time that we get to have a productive conversation? I got a birthday around the corner. Ooh. I wonder if he'll show up for that. Perhaps around the a, corner. Perhaps where fudge is made. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> we're we're doing infant jokes. <laughs> I should call that. Uh, it'd be a new nickname for the fifth face. <laughs> Fudge? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't it know. just is a butthole. Yeah, he showed me the fifth face. It's got to go somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I, I work, it's a work in progress. Uh, so, uh, what do you guys think is the iconic Caleb, moment? did you have an iconic moment? Nope. Challenge. All right. <laughs> uh, I would say for me, it's just I, I love the line, spare me this mockery of justice. Mm. That's, That's my good, favorite. Yeah. I put the death of Kranix. I mean, they yeah. play that up for emotional effect really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like, despite the fact that we kind of had a teaser of how this planet works, it still worked. It's more close up, and yeah. You eh, eh. saw the shaky hands. Exactly. <laughs> for some reason, this uh, this one affected, I guess, because Hot Rod talked to him, and he, it personalized him. <laughs> right, right. We didn't care about him before. Exactly. Yeah, uh, some dude. All right. Yeah. What else, guys? Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. You have to point to me every time to do that. I never remember that's, that's okay. next. <laughs> hey, that's how we help each other out. That's right. Uh, the dinos make an amigo while three winos massage their own egos. <laughs> wow. I'm referring to us. <laughs> Asterisk. There are footnotes in this rhyme. <laughs> Listen to the show, everybody. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. And, of course, there's our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at APODDCast. And the old web presence at AutopodDecepticast.com, which reminds me, I really we should put that Voltron castle up. On the other one, like two episodes sure. ago. Sure, but. I can do that. I mean, yeah, pull back Volt- the curtain. Voltron Castle, everybody. And what else we got? I was going to put that. I, I mean, I put Snake Mountain on that one, too. Yeah, but I, uh, on this one, I'm not sure. I, I can't even remember. Like, I don't have any notes about what to put up here. So, um, I, again, whenever I go through the episode, I write it down. Rock Lords. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe do, like, a Rock Lord commercial. Um, there was Salami. Like, uh, how's the sausage Cesium. made? You should, you should, <laughs> Literally. If there's any footage of cesium like reacting, that would be. Oh, I'm 100 percent sure there is. Some, I, I, yeah, I guess in trace amounts, people probably fuck with it in labs. To, yeah, and I know. think also maybe. It, I, I mean, maybe this was a different kind of chemical, but uh, like uh, Grant Thompson, the King of Random on YouTube, he he has some uh, videos where he explodes things with like a little uh, chemical powder and Love stuff. It. Like that. Maybe it's maybe it's cesium. I don't know. Rip T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, go there and. Uh... And uh, okay, that's it, everybody. <laughs> that's all we if got. If you like the things awesome. we just mentioned, go to our website. Check Bye, it out. There's everybody. always something Goodbye. cool. Did, did you? <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, Shut sorry. up. Sorry. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Shut up. <laughs> Goodbye. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
who forced you to be competitive, overly competitive with me. I don't. Was forced that the you case? to make calendars? Really? May have been. That was she, how my family positioned it. Well, my old bitter women I lived with. I just never thought his mom was that involved in his life. Uh, she didn't like Aaron, yeah. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. And um, I mean, because I broke a slinky at his house one time. Yeah, and I think you got in trouble for. I was with you guys when we were at the at yes. East elementary. Where I wasn't even there, by the way. Were you not even there? He was there at first, but then he went home to grab something. And a hammer. Back. And then it happened, and then he got, Aaron got the blame for, for it. For the listener, we were out at this, like, garbage God, area in that, near what, the elementary school where the people would just add on randomly to this treehouse. Like we tree were house. trying to build a treehouse. Yeah. yeah, and I stepped on a nail while, uh, it was Aaron, Caleb, and I, and I stepped on a nail while Aaron was gone, and so I had to go home and, like, go and get a tetanus shot, and somehow this was Aaron's fault. I ran back bad, to my house bad to grab a hammer and then I'm headed back to the East Elementary, which wasn't far from my house. And then you guys are limping back. I'm and not limping. his feet, well, you're like helping him out. He's like on your, uh-huh. uh, like you're kind of like he's on your shoulder a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like footprints in the sand kind of situation. That's and, when he, and, I carried you. <laughs> and his foot's bleeding a little bit and he'd stepped on a nail. And uh, I wasn't there when it happened, but I got blamed for it, even though. You weren't had nothing to do with it. I mean, we were just kids wanting to go fuck around. It yeah, wasn't a bad thing. I mean, thing. It's she, also, I was the firstborn, so she didn't know what she was doing. I mean, given her uh, family history, I'm surprised she was as good of a mother. That's not a good thing to say, but like she was a oh, she was a fine mother, just kind of authoritarian. But like, um, given her mother's the way she raised her, I, uh, it's surprising she even survived. So, um, but uh, how did we get here? Drawings. Oh, oh, calendars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I did calendars, of, calendars of Herschel, and then um, but I did fi- I didn't find any of those, but I did find a comic strip Aaron you and I did together, or some pages from it, which was the three the Triple Alliance, mm-hmm. which was a, basically a ripoff of another of other probably just random Infinity comics. Gauntlet and yes. Silver Surfer. So I was very into Silver <laughs> Surfer. So the main character, whose name is Ryan, mm-hmm. um, looks a lot like the Silver Surfer, except he has a bandana on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I, how you switched it up. Yep, and he's wearing like bikini shorts. And um, basically, the, these guys are three brothers. One of them has the power of lightning and runs super fast because those connect mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. The other has the power to tap into the Earth's resources, which is basically just a ripoff of one of the characters in the Neo Knights from Transformers okay. in the comic strip. They're the very third, well drawn. I and the and the don't and know about there's that. A, there's just there's a lot of con- good control there. I mean. I think it's basically I was looking at ah. X Men number one and like trying to extrapolate well Jim done. Lee's style to mine. Mm-hmm. Well but done. Aaron wrote the script for this book. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. And uh, I'll I'll put uh, pictures of I, this. But did like Caleb write some of this too. Maybe I don't I think so. Like Caleb I, might have been involved. I was I was really envious of your guys' abilities with this stuff. I don't think I don't think I participated. Uh, oh God! There's this basically this guy who comes down to destroy the world. And then just starts dropping bombs on Thunder Bay in Canada. He was our Thanos, Thanos uh, uh, analog. Allegory, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. And he's kind of a cool design, but like, uh, he's got these force fields, and then he says, pathetic fool, and then, just then Cosmos came back into the fight and says, is Cosmos also a fool? And then punches him in the face. And then this is just ripped off of Predator, where the guy gets beaten, and then he starts a countdown to a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Look at the control on that. I don't Did you know measure, why you're you saying must have control. to measure all that I had out. A, I had a, a ruler. I mean. That's <laughs> impressive. And then here, this is a design for, I guess, I don't know if I dated this. A lot of this was from like 95. This is a design for a Transformer I made. 
Who, that's the guy in there. That is... seems like, wow. It feels more recent. That's how good, 95? It was probably 95, because most of the pages I found were from 95 or 96. Wow. Um, and then this, the bike that he turns into is just something I drew off of a BMW ad. <laughs> Uh, and then I don't know if this is yours or mine. I think this is mine, but this is the oldest one I found. I found an example of our, our old Transformer drawings. Hmm. I can't tell if that's me or you, Aaron. I feel like that looks like me, but I don't know. I can't believe you have that. Aaron and Ryan drew very similar to each other. Well, we also copied each but other. But to the discerning right. eye, you could tell the difference. I feel like this was me. So this is like Optimus Prime was obviously drawn first. It was very detailed with shading. And then Megatron was kind of starting to be sketched in there. I think this is either Ratchet or Ironhide off to the right. This and has to be like fourth grade or fifth yeah, grade or something probably. like this. It's on notebook paper. <laughs> Holy shit. You could carbon date it. Let's pay for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you'd figure out who drew it. So I guess for the episode where we talk about Herschel, which actually has already come out by the time you're hearing this, probably, uh, I'll just draw an example of what he looked like at the time. Because I know in some boxes stored somewhere are all those drawings. Uh, I don't think I've got any of that old shit. I wish I did. It's like, I, I don't have a lot of stuff, and every time I think about something, that's like now when I don't get rid of things, because I regret not having all those things. Hey, let me show you something that's going to make you feel humble. Oh. Uh... Picasso drawing age 10. Oh, well, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's like take it to like a master. Okay, sure. Yeah, but like, uh, I don't yeah, know if that's this not is, very that, good. that can't. It's pretty good for 10. <laughs> <laughs> There's one in particular that I saw that he did of a, like a foot, and I think he was like, 10 or 11 years old and it just looked amazing i believe anyway this is not i don't think this is apocryphal but i believe later on in picasso's life he used to like do drawings i may be conflating this with an snl skit do drawings like to pay for like like restaurant bills and stuff yeah he would and it's like i was talking to somebody the other day who was shocked to find out he died in the 20th century oh yeah well, he, I mean, he used to kick it with American celebrities yeah, in like he, the 50s, he, right? He lived, he lived well. I think he died in the 70s. Yeah, sort of like Dolly. I think Dolly yeah, died I in mean, the 80s. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, 1973. Yeah, I know that's yeah. his spouse. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's him. Yeah, I mean, he used to hang out with like Paul McCartney and like... I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there's... Why wouldn't you fucking hang out with Picasso? Yeah, hell yeah. All right. Uh, Want to watch a minute? Let's watch a minute. We're watching a minute. Here we go. Blow cells, blow cells, where we sell good. 